If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. Welcome to episode 32 of Viking 360. I'm Brian Johnson. And I'm Mike Rubin. And Rubin, this episode, we run the gamut of fall sports at Ripley High School. We'll have information on the Ripley cross-country team. We met the Viking cheerleaders, and we'll have a look at two Viking football families that have a long legacy at Ripley High School. Ripley cross-country gets its start this weekend, and as we hear from head coach Jimmy Groves, they have two big events they will host this fall. We're here at the uh, beautiful confines of Cedar Lakes Conference Center. We're talking with cross-country coach Jimmy Groves. Jimmy, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Rube. You've been with the program uh, here at Ripley about a decade now. How are things uh, looking this year for the Lady Vikings and for the Vikings? The uh, Lady Vikings are strong. I'm sure they'll be in the top five in the state pretty much been consistent for the last four years that we've been top five in the state. Uh, the boys have improved greatly. Our numbers are up on the boys. We're set seven or eight. So I'm very confident about the boys team also this year. And of course you have one of the most exciting runners in the country in, in Tory Starcher. What is it like uh, to, to coach someone with that kind of talent? It, it's actually easy. Uh, you just tell her just ask her how she's doing that day. She's pretty much self-driven. She does everything you ask her to do. She's always a great teammate. She thinks of her teammates first. And she gives everybody a lot of publicity in Ripley. So in, uh, if you're going to football practice, you don't know if you may work on offense, you may work on defense, you might work on the kicking game. But when you go to cross-country practice, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to work on running. So tell us about the strategy involved in preparing a cross-country team for an upcoming season. First, the first weeks of cross-country, everyone's not in great shape. So we work on mileage and mileage alone. Then we'll work in a little bit of uh, mid-distance, 800, 1600 repeats. Uh, at the end of the year, I work more on speed and leg turnover. Of course, we're always working on kids form. Kids really need to work on their form all the time. And on a, a typical practice or a typical uh, week, how many miles do your runners log? Uh, any, we try to get them in between 30 and 45 miles just depending on where we are during the season. Uh, maybe at the end we'll go 50 but that's about all we want. We want to do more leg turnover drills and things like that. Keep the mileage down. When they go to college is when they really need to hit the big mileage. And understand, Coach, that your season actually gets underway this weekend, and you have a couple of big events coming up here at Cedar Lakes Conference Center later on in the season in the Covered Bridge Invitational and also the Regional Championships. Yes, the Covered Bridge is uh, September 24th. Now, we are hosting both the AA and AAA Regional, so that will be a quite a big uh, event on the 21st. All the teams will come down to run in um, that meet to get experience on our course so we're looking for this to be our biggest 
home invitational in years and we always have a real strong middle school uh, we're looking at 25 middle school teams all the time so Cedar Lakes will be quite crowded on September 21st the regional will be in the middle of the day starting at 1 o'clock with double A on October 21st which is Ravenswood regional so those kids will come in they'll run and then the triple A will run at 3 o'clock that day and I understand at the Covered Bridge meet, that involves multiple age groups. It's not just high school. Yes, uh, we have a Jack Yergo Memorial Run, which is an open 5K. We like to get all the old runners or anybody in the community to come out and run that. It's kind of a fundraiser for the kids. We'd like to grow that bigger and bigger. Jack always wanted you to run wild. He used to say run wild for at the end of the races. So that's what we call it is the Jack Yergo Run Wild 5K. Uh, we really need to get that uh, moving in more directions. I mean, I'd love to have 50, 60 runners on that, but that's that's at the end of the day. Now, the first thing we have, Run For Your Life, it's a, little, it's a younger kid's age. I love to see run, uh, younger kids come out and run. Uh, it's good for their health. It's good for their athletic ability, and it's good for recruiting for Ripley and Ravenswood kids. Okay, Coach, good luck with the season. Uh, it starts off this weekend, so good luck to you, and uh, go Vikings. Yeah, thank you, Ruth. Brian Johnson had a chat with Lori Marino Mahan. Now, Lori was the daughter of longtime biking uh, head coach Frank Marino. Her brother Mickey was an All-State player here. Her son JJ played football for the Vikings, and her daughter Gina played in the Viking band. She was a cheerleading coach at one time at Ripley High. Here's what Lori had to say. Welcome back inside Viking 360. I am joined now by a very special guest, someone that means a lot to me and my family, Lori Mahan, which Lori Marino, obviously the daughter of uh, the former legendary football coach here, Coach Marino. Lori, Lori, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. It's my honor to come and talk about Viking football and what it means to my family. Well, you and I will both try to get through this without crying because, uh, you know, we're both uh, know how we feel about Coach. And, and it's been four years, a little over four years yes. since we lost Coach yes. Marino. And, you know, I don't go on the air or go to uh, Death Valley or down to watch practice without thinking about him. I mean, I'm actually getting chills right now talking about him and, and what he meant to me and my family. And, uh, you know, it's a legacy that will last forever. Uh, when when your grandchildren's grandchildren are probably here, they'll still talk about Coach Marino. You know, Dad told me when he retired, which was one of the hardest things he ever had to do, uh, he stepped away from teaching first. And uh, he stepped away from football first and stayed a teacher for a year. Uh, he said he had to give up that love of the sport but still stay involved with, with the students, which is what he loved as well. And... Uh, it kind of kept him there, uh, but uh, he, he told me one time jokingly that people liked him better when he retired, and if he didn't know that, he might have <laughs> retired a couple years earlier. <laughs> Talk about uh, your family and, and the involvement. When you came here, you told me you were just out of high school, so you were a young lady uh, just coming into the community here. I talked to you before we got started talking. You're almost like a family member to me. Uh, you guys have been so close with my family, and your dad made it possible for Mark and I to chase our dreams when, you know, granted to him, kickers weren't a, a thing then, you know, and, and Coach was kind of 
uh, ahead of the curve, and he said, hey, I think we can play defense and kick field goals and win games. But there are so many people in this community that uh, don't live here now and do live here now that are almost like an extension of your family. What is that like to know that your dad and your family and you and brother affected so many people in a positive way here at Ripley High School? Well, it you know, it keeps – it's what keeps me going. I mean, I know that, you know, you, you know people – jokingly say he's a legend but but to me he is a legend because you know we left welch and welch was is is our our home and he has so many uh memories and connections to his player players there still he coached basketball and football he coached every sport at welch actually at one point and when we came here it was very hard for us to get adjusted um dad came first then we came i had just graduated from high school and I left the next day. I was here one day and went to college. And the neatest thing about it is my, my brother passed, obviously, in 1988. And he had those first four years with mom and dad that I didn't get to experience. And when I hear stories about how they went 0-10 the year before dad came and then went 7-3 and and the cheerleaders decorated our home and uh, just the whole town got behind them and... Uh, behind my dad and my brother, and uh, that's very neat that Mickey had that, and I didn't because I've had them all these years by myself after Mickey's passing, so that was something they share with Mickey and not me. I know that sounds, uh, uh, I don't know, contrite to people to say that I'm glad my brother experienced that and I didn't, but uh, just the love that they had for the beginning uh, and what it meant to them when the whole town embraced them uh, and it turned our lives around because we we were heartbroken when we left Welch. I know that sounds, I mean, we left and a dad chose Ripley. He said, you know, that they had not won the year before he came. And if, if he could only win one game, then they would keep him. Mm-hmm. And they went seven and three and the rest is history. Talk about your brother for just a minute. Uh, what a kind-hearted, warm-hearted guy he was. He you, you think about Henry and all the people that he affected in his life uh, in a positive way. So charismatic. Um, he was just like your dad, yes. uh, from what I remember, and uh, a guy that uh, left quite a, an imprint here at Ripley High School. You know, uh, Dad, our whole life, uh, when Mickey was a little boy, he just had a, 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 a fond, uh, just a soft spot in his heart for Anybody that uh, was downtrodden, down on their luck, special, and from Jimmy Sayer and and Welch, the sheriff, uh, to (laughs) Henry in Morgantown, to the love you had for John Paul here, uh, my dad, uh, he, dad instilled that in us to, to always, to try to be kind. And dad's known as the dollar man. Uh, he used to love to give out money, uh, dollars to people, mm-hmm. not like we were wealthy, but, <laughs> but we, were, we were wealthy in kindness, we, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, Mickey followed in Dad's legacy. He absolutely loved it here. He told me he couldn't wait for me to come to Ripley High, that the girls were beautiful and dressed <laughs> up every day like it was uh, they were going to a dance. <laughs> and uh, he loved uh, belling hay, which we didn't have uh, much of that at, at, in Welch. And uh, but his love for his teammates uh, was just second to none, and they're all still close. Mm-hmm. They went nine and one, and Dad said it takes you four years, 
and his senior year they missed a playoff by one po- one point. Lost to Bluefield seven to six and one one tenth of a percentage point. So Dad was right. It takes you four years to get your program uh, the way you want it, and I can see that in Coach Smolder. Uh, they just really clicked last year, as well as Jimmy before that. Uh, he had his playoff season. Your uh, your your um, it does take four years to build a program. I think. Coach always had such a big heart for his players, um, and I think something about him that I always remember is he was in the halls recruiting kids, um, telling them how great they were, whether they believed it or not, um, and and that had a lot to do with why we had 70, 80 guys out there on the team, and Coach was a, a, an absolute motivator, and the, to the day that that we lost him, he still talked to me like he's yeah hey, you're the best radio play by play guy I've ever listened to and I'm like coach, I'm 40 years old you don't have to tell me those stories anymore, but you know he's a guy that wants you to feel good about yourself and and when you feel good about yourself you perform well and I'll always always hold on to that about coach. You know he he really was a motivator with his students. Uh, his he motivated them to believe and when we came to Ripley his motto was we believe and he did believe I mean he believed all the way to beating the number one team in the playoffs and he said that night I've listened to the radio podcast re- recently the radio show that night was with uh, Shadow and everyone and he said you know if you don't believe you can win when well, why go to the game and uh, Mickey believed uh, uh, that's just our motto. We believe, and and I do that in my classroom. I believe in my students, and uh, uh, that came from my dad. That was his motto. We believe. I believe in you, and uh, he told me that when I went to college. Uh, funniest thing is he would challenge me in a way, uh, and I graduated from WVU, and I said, Dad, I think I'll get my master's. And he said, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> uh, knowing, I said, just give me one day, Dad, you know. Uh-huh. And, it, you know, he would motivate in that way. He would believe, yet challenge you to rise to the occasion. And he did that with his players and uh, many family legacies in you, Mark. And, yes, Dad Dad mm-hmm. was a three yards and a, and a cloud of dust type <laughs> coach, but he loved his kickers, yes. punters, kickers, you guys. Yeah. I still see us at uh, Huntington beating them both times with yeah. both of you all yeah. um, in the pouring down rain and uh, watching that ball go through the uprights. You know, I think one of the things about your family, and I know because I've been close to your family for a long time, but uh, the backbone to your family is the gracious, beautiful mother uh, oh, that you have and, and what a support system she was for Coach. Uh, and still is for you and your family. And, uh, you know, Coach would not have been Coach Marino without your mom. Oh, no. My mom, she is a remarkable lady. She's been, a lot of people don't know this, but she's been very ill since she was 52. She'll be 78 in October. And she's been housebound, but it never stopped her. And she took care of my father when he was critically ill with cancer, Um and put herself aside when really she could barely walk. Um, Surviving the death of my brother, she uh, was a glue uh, that that helped us get back on our feet. And um, she's just a remarkable lady. She helps my extended family through school. She just read a chapter book with my cousin that's in the eighth grade, Bailey Joe, this summer. Um, Just she, that's her. 
my mother's all about helping people, and that's both my parents were like that, and uh, they instilled that in us. And you know, life's worth living if you can't uh, give. Not worth living if you can't give to others and uh, watch them do good with your gift. A coach always used to tell us you can't be king in your county unless you beat Ravenswood. Oh. Now, you married a guy from yes. Ravenswood, a legendary football player, Jim yes. Mayhem from Ravenswood. You have two beautiful kids who are chasing some big-time dreams right now. Uh, Coach has to be looking down from heaven and be very proud. You know, um, Dad went to see, and yes, I did marry Ravenswood guy. <laughs> He's an absolute phenomenal husband. He really is. He's just uh, a great man. He's a great Christian man. Uh, he loves working for the uh Board of Education, loves his kids, uh, and uh, loves my mom. I think she might like him a little better than me sometimes. <laughs> he understands math better. Uh, but, um, yeah, he's very supportive of the kids. The kids are trying to they're trying to get a degree while, while learning the arts, and hopefully one day they'll get to perform, even if they just come back to Ripley and perform at the Alpine or, mm-hmm. or in Charleston. That'll be wonderful. But Dad went to see them uh, uh, do uh, – the Wizard of Oz, and he immediately wanted to take it to New York. He thought it was the greatest thing ever, not just because of J.J., but because of the school. He loves Ripley High. He kept telling Ramsey and and Matt and Tyler, Jay, we're going to take this on the road. And Gina's with the Munchkins. We've got to take this to New York. I mean, he just believed. He believed in our town. He believed in my kids. <laughs> he would be over the moon. I think he would be petrified maybe that they were moving yeah, to California. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he just uh, was very supportive of them. And they were his pride and joy. He used to call me me his pride and joy. And when they came around, I became second. All right. Uh- I'll never be a part of Viking sports again without having a little bit of lump in my throat uh, thinking about Coach and, and what you and and your kids and uh, your mother and, and Mickey mean to this program, mean to this community. And um, I can't thank you enough. Um, you're almost like a, a big sister to me. And, um, you know, without crying, Coach was uh, – he made some dreams come true for me, and he'll always be uh, very special. And, and we thank you. Thank you very much. Well, he loved you guys. And I want to tell all the students out there in Ripley and uh, Ravenswood across the county and in West Virginia, you can belong to a program. He went out and found kids and, and, and made them believe in themselves. And, and like he used to say, you know, I'll run through a wall for you if you run through a wall for me. You kids get out there and contribute. Join these programs. Uh, make your high school memories uh, count, FFA, 4-H, sports, whatever. You believe in yourself and get out there and belong because he taught me, and I believe every day when I go into my classroom, I carry my dad and my brother and my mom with me because uh, he made a believer out of me, and I want to make a believer out of my kids. And the Johnson brothers, you just mean so much to us. One last thing. I'll never crack open a Dr. Pepper again and not think about right. Coach. He used to buy me one of those when I was a kid as a manager, and uh Every time I've ever cracked one open, I can't think uh, of anything but Coach Marino sent behind that desk. Oh, donuts and Dr. Pepper, <laughs> all the way back to Welch. He used to send us down to the TikTok or, or his fam- Rushi Bakery, which was uh, uh, our family bakery, my grandmother Rose's brother. Uh, get donuts and donuts and Dr. Pepper. And at his uh, uh, memorial, we had donuts and Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. in in. in uh, honor him he loved it and when they kept telling him it would made kidney stones he just <laughs> kept on drinking it football season coming next week 
Viking fans, get out. Coach Marino would want you to be there. Phil Death Valley Memorial Stadium, a place he nicknamed Death Valley. We, th- we thank him for that. Lori, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, and uh, thank you, Jackson County. You have uh, you made the Marinos uh, part of you, and we're just so proud to, to live here and be a part of, of uh, Viking football. And introducing our 2019 cheerleaders, my name is Kylie Hirschman. I'm a senior, and I'm your cheer captain. Hi, my name is Parker Anderson, and I'm a senior. My name is Morgan Jarvis, and I'm a junior. Hi, my name is Emily Frazier, and I'm a sophomore. My name is Jasmine Parsons, and I'm a freshman. My name is Kaylee Smith, and I'm a freshman. Hi, my name is Isabella Botini, and I'm a freshman. Hi, my name is Brianna Bostick, and I'm a freshman. And our coaches are Kelly Fisher and Bettina Jarvis. Go Mike Rubin sits down with a Viking assistant football coach who has a long lineage of successful football at Ripley High School. That's Ronnie Mullins. With this year being the 100th year of Viking football, we're talking a lot about the history of the sport at Ripley High, and that includes assistant coach Ronnie Mullins. Coach, thanks for being with us today. Uh, Thanks for having me. And I know your family is knee-deep in Viking football history, beginning with your father. Yeah, my my dad, Joe Mullins. Played football 76, class of 77, uh, second team All-State. He, uh, whenever I was born, he, from day one, he instilled in me Ripley football and the love of football. And uh, you also have uh, somewhat of a legacy in an uncle who played uh, football and, and is your namesake. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. Uh, my uncle, Ronnie Winters, who was a great football here, player here in the 60s, played with guys like uh, Mr. Jim Frazier and... Um, he uh, tragically passed away at the age of 18 in a car wreck, but um, yeah, he was a football player here, a great football player here. And on the, your mother's side of the family, there's a, an incredible tradition involving uh, Ripley homecomings, beginning with your mother, Becky. Tell yeah. us about that, that story. Yes, uh, my mom was uh, Miss Viking with the, the late Roscoe Taylor. He was Mr. Viking that year, and then both my sisters, I can't remember the years, but both my sisters were Miss Vikings, and then uh, 2009, I got the honor of being Mr. Viking. All right, and uh, let's, you graduated in, in 2010. Tell us about uh, what were your highlights as a Viking player first? Oh, my highlights, of course, my senior year, we ended up, we went to the playoffs, and um, not my own personal highlights, but my highlights would be the teammates and the camaraderie you build at Ripley High School. There's no place like it, and uh, the memories that you build playing with guys like that, friends I still have today. And uh, you were fortunate enough to go to Glenville State and came back here and, uh, and joined the coaching staff at your alma mater. Yeah, yeah, really blessed to get that opportunity. I've, I've been surrounded by great people all the way through. Uh, Mr. Mer- Coach Jeff Merritt got me started at the middle school, and then Eddie took me on up here. It's, it's really been a privilege, really has. Now, I know the uh, coaches have different responsibilities on offense and defense. Uh, let's break down uh, what are your positions and tell us just a little bit about the personnel that you're working with this year. Um, Offensive-wise, I, I work with uh, fullbacks and alongside Coach Shane Casto, we look at tailbacks as well, but mostly fullbacks is what I work with. And We've got uh, several young guys there. Um, we've got boy Caden Hall, young guy there. We've got uh, Austin Rhodes playing there. We've got several guys underneath them that can come in and play at any time, but they're all looking good at fullback position. Uh, on the defensive side of the football, I'm really excited about the defense as a whole, but I'm particularly excited about my position at inside linebacker. We've got Dalton Myers, who's a returning heavy, heavy tackler, heavy hitter. 
Um, we got Caden Hall, young guy again. Austin Rhodes playing inside linebacker. A couple other seniors, Jaden Filial, Austin Bogus, guys who can fill in and play, and then young guys coming up. Very good. And coach, this has been a big for, year for you. Uh, on the home front too, tell us tell us about that situation. Um, I recently uh, I recently got married, uh, Kelly Hines Mullins now. Her brothers both played football here. Her families played football here, so she's sports oriented too. And uh, we got great news. We're expecting a baby in February. We're not sure what it is yet, but either way, it's a Viking. Coach, thanks so much for spending your time with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Rube, we sit here one week away from the opening kickoff at Ripley High School. 100 years of football for the Viking blue and white, and it got underway last Saturday morning. The Vikings had a scrimmage against East Fairmont Bees, and uh, you and I were both there. I was very um, upbeat when I walked away from uh, that scrimmage. I, I was impressed with how we played on the offense and defensive lines, and those were a couple of points of emphasis that I was concerned about coming into the season. I thought our kids uh, did really well, especially as uh, the game wore on. I thought we got better, and that was an encouraging sight. What did you think uh, from what you saw? Exactly, uh, Brian. I think, East number one, East Fairmont is an improved team over last year, but I thought uh, Ripley became more dominant as the scrimmage went on and, and looked pretty good by the end of the scrimmage. And tonight uh, they make the trip to John Marshall, uh, a uh, scrimmage game last year down here that they actually, I think you talked about it in the previous uh, podcast, they scrimmaged over at the middle school uh, because the field wasn't complete. We had a dominating performance in that ball game. You got to believe the Monarchs will be ready for the Vikings, even though it is a scrimmage this evening. They were a playoff team uh, a year ago, and uh, as was our season opener next Friday night against uh, the Parkersburg South Patriots. Make sure you pack Death Valley Memorial Stadium. We'll see you guys there. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications. Thanks for listening to Viking 360. We'll see you around.